Yo, what is good, folks? This is Drizzy, and this is Power Ups and Power Bombs. We have a lot to get into. We still got three shows to talk about, but it's been a long week. From Mania Night 1 and 2 all the way to NXT Standard Deliverer to GCW's uh, For the Culture show. Now, GCW does do a bunch of shows, but this is just one that means the world to us that we do every year whenever we get a chance. Um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna waste too much time. This is my second time recording this because yeah, stuff. So we start with GCW's for the culture. It started off with a scramble match. Darius Carter versus Ashton Star versus Devin Monroe versus Faye Jackson versus Jude Diaz versus Keita Murray versus Teriyaki. A match no, I don't want to downplay anything that Teriyaki does, but, but there is no way that I can do it any type of justice. He is definitely somebody to keep your eyes on. Keita Murray, somebody, I've seen a few of his matches. I enjoy his work. Uh, Jude is another one. I do enjoy his work when I do get to see him. Now, we're going to talk about these next four people because, and I'm going to start with Ashton Star and Devin Monroe. Aesthetically, these two look good together. It would not hurt at all to make them a tag team, a fire tag team at that, because they look good together. And absolute in in the moments that they work together, it just fit. It just looked good. It fits so well. I adored it. I'm hoping it's something that we get going forward. Um next, I want to talk about the all-father Darius Carter. Probably wrestling, they call him wrestling's greatest prize, but he's also wrestling's greatest heel. He gets it. When it comes to the small things that you're doing in wrestling, he understands all of it. He understands how to tell a great story. He understands all of it, and he is great in the ring. He is wrestling's greatest heel in my eyes. Um, And then we talk about Faye Jackson. Faye Jackson to me means the world to me because when I was on my outs with wrestling, her content, her wrestling, uh, her stories are what brought me back in. Like, and yes, she's yes, she is very, 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 very beautiful. It is hard to look at Faye Jackson and just not be in awe, but her content. Her wrestling, her feuds are what brought me in back into the wrestling world and just kind of rekindled my love of wrestling. I always forever be indebted to her. I'm I'm very I'm very chill, I'm very laid back. I very seldomly get starstruck by people, but with Faye Jackson, I don't know what it is, but she just pulls at a string for me that just has me tongue-tied. I be fucked up in the head. I can't get words out. I cannot. I, I get starstruck. That's the I get starstruck with her. So if I'm ever in the same space as her and you just hear me babbling like an idiot, that's why. Because I, that's how much I love her. So the scramble match did happen. Uh, highlights, Ashton Star and Devin Monroe, their teamwork, great. Um, Teriyaki's high-flying antics, 
great. Darius Carter stole the win. But what can you that's what you get when you have such a great heel that understands all the technical technical aspects of wrestling and he picked his spots perfectly so he didn't do anything that was going to mess him up the man's a genius in the ring so the next match on the card billy dixon the business versus willie mack the charismatic willie mack that he he literally has no limits to what he can do versus the man who who is a driving force in independent wrestling he's absolutely in my eyes the guy who should be challenging trisha dora for the pan pan african diaspora world championship next and he may be the one to end her forever reign she's had the belt for almost a thousand days we'll talk a little bit more about that later but she he should be next in line for that if he is i hope to see it happen on one of the bigger stages but it definitely needs to happen sooner than later. Uh, the next match on the card is the World versus the West Coast. G-Sharp, Kenny King, Maserati, and Conglomerate, the Conglomerate, Alpha Zoe, and Midas Creed of the West Coast, Team the West Coast, versus the Team the World. AC Mack, Jay Malachi, JC uh, Storm, Jeffrey John, and Suge D. Again, this is another match. There was so much action. I don't think that I can do this match any uh, any justice trying to recap any of the highlights of it. Um, G, uh, guys that you definitely need to watch in this match, G-Sharp. Kenny King and uh, Maserati. Jay Malachi. If you have not watched any of his matches, I promise you go on YouTube, go on IWTV, Title Match Network, Fight TV, wherever you can go watch some independent wrestling. Go watch some J J Malachi matches. You will not be upset. You will not be disappointed in any way, form, or fashion. Uh, This is my first time really getting a good look at JC Storm. I'm definitely interested and hopeful to see more of her matches soon, as well as the conglomerate of... of Alpha Zoe and Midas Creed. Uh, Jeffrey John, I see him all the time in Louisville. Uh, I'm a fan of his, so anytime that I can see him or Suge, I jump on it. Uh, the end of that match, though, I absolutely loved. Alpha Zoe and Kenny King got double roll-ups and double pinfalls on AC Mack and Suge D at the exact same time. Absolutely great. All right, the next match. Brian Keefe versus Tuco Scorpio. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this match because it was a fight. And Scorpio can still fight with the best of them. He is still just as good as he he was back in the 90s. When he was a Flash Funk, when he was in ECW, WC, he was he's just as good as those days. It's almost like time didn't work for him. He may look a little older, but he still moves just like that kid from before. Uh, Brian Keith was able to pull off the win, but when you're as good as he is, you find ways to win against people who might have a little something over you. But he pulled it off. He also there was a, a nice show of respect after the match. You always love to see stuff like that. The next match, the Black Wrestling Matters title, Myron Reed versus Kevin Knight versus Man Like the Rest. 
this is the match of the night. It stole the show. Myron Reed, Kevin Knight, Man Like the Rest. A show. Like, we called Billy Dixon the big, the uh, Billy Dixon the business. This was the show right here, and to see Myron Reed, the dude from my city, do the things that he does in the ring, uh, y'all really don't understand how how dope this man is. Y'all have to start watching his. Y'all have to watch his matches. I'm telling you, Myron Reed is probably one of the best up and comers now. If he when he ends up on your TV screen, please do not take that for granted because that man is on a whole nother level, as well as Kevin Knight and Man Like Direct. I don't know what it is about those three in that ring, but it was just magic. There are so many moments in that match that the three of them together, they just made it work. They made it work and it looked good. The chemistry amazing. Uh the main event, the Pan African World Diaspora World title. Wrestling world title. Yeah, I found a way to shorten that. That's a tongue twister sometimes. Trisha Dora was able to submit Calvin Tankman. That is not an easy thing at all. Because Calvin is a large man with huge arms. He is a hard hitter. They call him Heavyweight Hustle. That man is a monster. It is hard. He is hard hitting. He lays into you. And Trish was able to withstand all that and tap, make that man tap. That's just not an easy feat at all. Main takeaways from this match, this uh, show, it was the kickoff to WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I know they say that the that uh the Hall of Fame and SmackDown is it? Nah, it's for the culture. Thursday night at midnight, this was the show that started everything. And it was damn good. Alright, so I said I have nothing but good things to say about this. But let's move on to Saturday morning stand and deliver. So we have our first match of Stand and Deliver. And I I didn't realize that it was a a kickoff show match, but it yeah. Is a thing. So we have the fight for the university, Chase U versus Schism. Um the match had the crowd in the palm of the hands. I do not know what it is, but the, I am quickly developing a crush on Thea Hale, and I don't understand where it is coming from. It was absolutely amazing. Um Thea Hale was trying if you follow the story you realize that Thea Hale was kind of afraid of Ava Rain. This was her first match, but Thea Hale was wanting at first was afraid of her. But uh Thea finally broke the the fear that she had of him of her, my bad. And and once that fear had been broken, it was on. It was on like neck bone. Um, Thea Hill did a tornado DDT to Reed. Uh, if I was, uh, I know we don't really know that the schism, the dyads, uh, new names. We know them as Zach Gibson and, uh, 
Jesus Christ, I messed this, I messed this other name up too. But Thea Hill did a lot of big saves. The big moment of this match, if you've also been paying attention to this story, you realize that Duke Hudson has been so just unimpressed about everything in this match. He finally got put on the spot and he had to make a decision. With the university down and Joe Gacy in his ear, he gave him a schism shirt and a choice had to be made. Duke Hudson then takes the shirt, he puts on the shirt, and he goes and joins schism as Andre Chase, Dia Hill, and Tyler Bate stand up to for like just basically one last hurrah. And at the last minute, Duke Hudson hooks up as much as he can, rips the shirt off, and attacks all of the of schism. And in the last hurrah moment, Chase U was able to beat Schism to remain to remain having control of Chase U. Thank God, <laughs> because I, I I'm a, I love some I love me some Chase U. I do the stomps and everything. C H A S E U. What's that spell? Chase U. I, I I'm I'm there. All right. The next match on the card was the women's ladder match. A lot went down in this match. A lot. And this is considered the first match of the actual show. Um, the way it's... It's a, a ladder match. So you do know there's a lot going on in these. It's hard to recap every little thing that happened. Um, MVP of this match, Tiffany Stratton. She took a lot of really big falls that you would not expect somebody with her character to take. She really was a big MVP in this match. Um, Zoe Stark almost had a lot of moments where she had to build uh, Roxanne Perez and absolutely stand out, an absolute standout in this match. Um, it's she, in fact, the whole first part of the match, she kind of dominated. She took down everybody until Tiffany Stratton took her out. Um, Gigi Dolan had a, a moment where she almost had it, but a returning J.C. James comes and puts Gigi on a ladder and out of the ring. Um, the end of the match came with Tiffany Stratton on top of the tallest ladder, uh, Zoe Stark, Roxanne Perez, um, shoot, get everybody in, Gigi, they're all on the outside, and as Tiffany's climbing up the ladder, out of nowhere, you see Indy Hartwell push Tiffany Stratton off a ladder out of the ring onto the rest of the field. So now there's nobody left in the ring but Indy Hartwell, who a little bit ago took a more, the only person taking more harder bumps than Tiffany Stratton was Indy Hartwell. So Indy, she's in the ring. She's got the ladder set. She's trying to climb, but she's just so hurt from that last ladder spot. And out of nowhere, her husband, 
Dexter Loomis slides in in probably the most X-rated space that you can do that at and gives him gives her a boost up the ladder to take the belt down and become the new NXT Women's World Champion. Um, Indy absolutely deserves it. Uh, the, the girls on the outside is there was not a, a a bad person to take that belt in this match. Um, it was not considered a vacancy, seeing how Roxanne was able there was able to be there, so they made it into an actual title defense. I will address something. I do know that some people uh, seem to think that I took the Roxanne Perez angle that they used with mental health. They took that as I made it into a joke and I was not making it into a joke. I don't think that mental health needs to be used in storylines though. So if you did take that, I made that into a joke. It was not. And I do apologize for that, but it's not something that I kind of condone in wrestling, but, um, Roxanne absolute. It would not surprise me if Roxanne Perez ends up on TV because at the young age that she is, she's probably one of the more ones that are ready to go. She's been on TV for a little bit. She also spent uh, the year before as the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. So, absolutely, I believe she's ready for the main roster. If, you know what, don't let me put things into fruition yet because the main roster is still in kind of limbo itself. But when it's time for her to go, I do believe she is ready. Uh, the next match, the family versus the Creed Brothers versus Gallus for the tag titles. A knockdown drag out. Not the best match. Uh, we did get a returning Joe Coffey to even up everything. Because, you know, the the family, they cheat. <laughs> they cheat. The Creeds, they don't cheat, but they're un- amazingly strong. And Gallus, the returning Joe Coffey to help give them, to make them whole again. So Gallus is back at full strength. Gallus also retained the world the NXT tag titles. A good a great match. Um we had a mo- that moment where Julius Creed was carrying Mark and Stack on his shoulders at the same time for a Brutus bomb, which he didn't get to do, but the whole you don't see people that strong except like people like Brock Lesnar. So Julius Creed is a monster. <laughs> um the Don he almost got it, but it just did not come to fruition. Uh, the next match, and I'm going to say it is a match of the year candidate. Wesley versus J.D. McDonough versus Dragonoff, Axiom, and Dragon Lee. I'm not going to go into how great this match is because I can't do it any justice. There is nothing I can do to make this to hype this match up any more than what it is. It is a match of the year candidate, as which you normally get when you have people like Ilya Dragunov. The the guys from U, the U, NXT UK they put on match of the year bangers every time, and this is no different. Um, Wesley was able to retain the belt, but I'm telling you, your hats need to go. Off. The hats need to go off to all five of these men because this match was great from start to finish. No bad anything, nothing negative. In fact, I might even go as far as to say it's the match of the week of WrestleMania week. 
it might be the match of WrestleMania weekend. Definitely go watch this match. Uh, the next match, the unsanctioned match between Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. Johnny Gargano doesn't put on bad matches. That's just how this works. And when you get to matches like unsanctioned with weapons and everything, you see uh, the great. You see that story, and you have and you have to enjoy the fact that there was moments where they referenced things that they've done already, like. Candice attacking Grayson Waller after he attacked Johnny at their house. Um, there was so many callbacks to a lot of Gargano moments. They fought everywhere they could fight. Um, Grayson Waller just cannot get past this wanting to be to go viral. So he'll do anything to make himself go viral. But at the end of the day, it was the thing that kind of kind of cost him the match. Uh, Waller, he was on streaming Instagram when he came out. Uh, like I said, Ken, uh, also the baby, Quill. Gar- the baby Gargano was there. Um, that That's going to be the first baby in wrestling, I'm telling you. Uh, but, so again, a great match. Uh, and afterwards, you got a beautiful moment when the way reunited. There was Gargano, it was Candice, it was Indy, it was Dexter Loomis. The only thing missing was Austin Theory, but I understand why he wasn't there. He's a heel. They're all faces. It's kind of hard to explain that at the end of the day. Um, the next match, Fallon Henley and Kiana James versus Fire and Don. I think... I don't know if they have a name for them yet. It's a good match. Um, this this is just a match to get those belts off of Fallon and Kiana. I don't want to. It's it's a it's a very story driven match, but it's more just about pushing that story down the line. The women's tag type division, although they do have tag teams. They're kind of getting to the point where they don't have a lot of them because they're breaking a lot of them up. Uh, we recently, with the breakup of like toxic, toxic attraction, it kind of makes it hard to keep this women's tag division going. Uh, the next match and the main event, Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. A good main event. This may not be Braun uh, Breaker's best match. Uh, Melo, he don't miss. Like I know it, it's a it's a uh, catchphrase, it's a catchy catchphrase, but in that ring he does not miss. He does not miss, not one bit. Um, it was a passing of the torch. The it's finally over. Melo is the new NXT World Champion. He's absolutely gonna be great. Um, there was very little trick. Interference. Like you did get you did get some, but it wasn't to the degree of what it normally is. But this also happened kind of early in the match. So it gave Melo a chance to to really stand on his own. It it almost feels like it's kind of a double turn. But um the match it was a solid match. I don't hate it. 
it's just not a match that I'm going to go out of my way to watch again. So, that was NXT Stand and Deliver. A solid show. Of the three shows that I watched this weekend, it's most likely the number three of it. And it's just because of I enjoyed For the Culture way more than Stand and Deliver. So, now we are at WrestleMania Night 1. I don't want to go through the entire card, but I am going to go through a few key moments. Um, I enjoy, I absolutely enjoyed the Seth Rollins, Logan Paul match. Seth, you can do no wrong when you're in the ring with Seth. Uh, Logan looked like a star. I think we expected a lot more than what we got because of what he did with Roman, but he, it wasn't a bad match. I, I, it, it did pay me to say that. Uh, the show started off with Austin Theory and John Cena in probably the most boring match of the whole weekend. It was straight up and down. A normal... It, it, it looks like a Raw match. It looks like a Raw match. Uh, it was bland. You got what you were going to get. It was it was phone, It looked phoned in. Um, Austin Theory was able to cheat to win it. Uh, the... Now, the two highlights. The biggest thing for night one and the thing that everybody kept going about was who was going to main event. Was it going to be the Usos and Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn? The Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Would it be Rhea and Charlotte? And in my own defense, I did see somebody say something about Ray and Dominic, but of course that wasn't going to happen. Before I do get into who main evented, Random told a damn good story. It's probably the second longest story that's been built for Mania, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Ray and Dom told a great story. When storytelling wise, Dominic is doing great work. Once he gets his wrestling up to par, he's gonna be telling. He's gonna be a big. He's gonna be a major star. I hope y'all are ready for that when it happens. Um, second from that, I think that WWE made the right call. They made the right call, putting the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sammy in the main event over Charlotte and Rhea. But let me tell you, Charlotte and Rhea made sure that you guys regretted it because Charlotte and Rhea probably had the best match out of the Mania matches in themselves. Um... This is probably what that match a couple of years ago at the pandemic mania should have been. But, you know, due to things, this is it's a great. I'm happy they ran it back. It was an absolutely great match. Rhea Ripley arrived even more than what she had already done. This Rhea Ripley was prepared for the spotlight and she took the spotlight. And you just got that moment with Charlotte sitting below the ring with tears in her eyes and like, she got me. She got me. Uh, definitely go back and watch the match. And then we get to the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag titles. This was emotional. Sammy with three halluva kicks. Jay had to take the pin. There was just... 
so much story wise to unpack. Um, a very, a very just eventful match, and at that it it happened clean. There was no solo. There was no Roman. It was straight up and down a fight. Um. Like just, just uh, we also had that there were just so many callbacks between Kevin Owens and Sammy's fuse uh, to Jay and Sammy's interactions. Just so many callbacks, so much good storytelling. Um, I and I think that's all I'm gonna give y'all for match for night one of Mania because it was, it was the perfect way to end it. I don't think there was a bad. There was not a. Either way of going between Charlotte and Rhea and the Usos and Kevin and Sammy, there's no wrong answer at that point because both matches were great. I will say, though, I don't understand what it is, but it's like the the SmackDown women's title is cursed with having a bad storyline. For the last few years, those storylines for the SmackDown women's title always seem to suck, and I don't understand what it is, but the match... You never remember the build because it's so bad, but you remember the match because it's so good. We had the same issue with Sasha and Bianca a few years ago. And it's just like every time that the women's title is involved in something, a mania, the story, you can bet that story is going to be trash. I don't know what it is. Um, I've even said it on past episodes, the way that they booked Rhea for this feud, you would have, and the way that they booked Asuka in her match, you would have thought that Asuka won the Royal Rumble and chose Bianca. Um, Now we go to night two. You had, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I'm definitely going to talk about the big matches like the Intercontinental Championship between Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. They had y'all in the palm of their hands. This is another match of the year candidate. Gunther, Drew, Sheamus, they made you believe that Sheamus was going to get this belt and become an all-time great. The only he will be the the second man to well, he'll be the first man to hold to be a Grand Slam champion and win all of the major gimmick matches. Uh, so when I say that, he means when he becomes a Grand Slam champion, he will have held the world, the Intercontinental, U.S. Tag. Yeah, those belts. And then he's won all the major matches. So he's won a Rumble. He's won King of the Ring. One of the few to have won a King of the Ring. And the Money in the Bank and cashed in successfully. He's one of the few to have done I think the last person that was able to do that was Brock Lesnar. Yes, Brock Lesnar won King of the Ring. He won a Royal Rumble. And technically, he has won the Money in the Bank. So... It's it's a big deal for Sheamus to win this, and that was the story. Can Sheamus make that happen, which he wasn't able to, but they cannot shy away from this because Gunther has the has it has that belt on a, in a lock, and that match was absolutely stunning. A great match of the year candidate, um, Bianca versus Oscar. The entrance for Bianca. So heartfelt, so heartwarming. If you haven't lived, if you've been living under a rock, there was a little girl that danced with Bianca in her entrance. 
um, her mother had died earlier that day. So, uh, my prayers go after that little girl. It kind of, kind of hits something inside. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> Uh, that little, I feel for that little girl, but she was such a courageous person. And then also for Bianca to have such a great match too with Oscar, uh, didn't fall for any of the okie dokes. She was able to pull it off. Um, talk about Shane McMahon being his daddy's son. Shane McMahon came out for an impromptu match with Snoop Dogg with the Miz for Snoop Dogg. Sheamus comes out. I mean, not Seamus. Shane McMahon comes out and he gives you the Shane O'Mac special, the pow, 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 do the little dance and sends him into the ropes and does the leapfrog and everything. And he does the leapfrog exactly, jumping over Miz and lands on his legs and blows his quad. Who that sound like? Vince McMahon. He is his daddy's son in 100%. Like uh, Shane might have to hang it up now. Uh, he did blow his he blow his quad and instinctively Snoop Dogg jumped in. Snoop Dogg jumped in. He was he did unprompt. He was ready. Um, great quick, actually great quick, uh, great not panicking and just. Just jumping in and improvising, and you you gotta love it. Uh, the Hell in a Cell match, brutal. The demon came back with the demon music. Uh, the only thing I, I just don't agree with Edge winning it. The way that the match went, the demon basically no sold a lot of the stuff, but Edge still got to come away with the win. Uh, Finn had a nasty gash in his head, so I don't expect to see him for like a week or two. But again, as a great match, the cell is not red anymore, and there's a perch in it now. So the where the two cells meet, Finn Balor jumped up there to do a coup de gras from that perch, which looked amazing. I I please go and find that clip and and find it and watch it. Uh, the undisputed universal title. Okay. Roman did win with normal Roman shenanigans. It was a good. It was a good match. It was a good WrestleMania main event. Is it top ten of all time? No, but it served its purpose because it was a part of a story. Um, Cody did not win. He did not get the job done. So. If Cody wasn't the guy to take the belt off Roman, who is? That is the question that is being asked by the entire industry at this moment. Um, we kind of thought we were gonna get those those questions answered on the next night at Raw. The Raw after there were, n- I'm gonna be a hundred percent with you, and I'm trying to change my ways of how I word things. Um, this Raw after Mania did not hit for me. It did not hit for me. I don't want to say it was a bad show because things did happen. A uh, rumor is that Vince came and changed a bunch of stuff. I don't know how much truth there is to it. I kind of wait these things out to see because when a lot of times people jump to conclusions on stuff and 
it, they're wrong. And then they have to write back something back, say, hey, I was wrong about this. I just kind of let, I want to let the facts come out first. And then when I think we're good, I go from there. Uh, I do believe that this was a bit of a retaliation because of the throne thing that Cody did. Um, it's a rebuilding process. Um, you can't just come in and instantly go to the top if you're not a big enough name. And even the big names, they still have to do some type of suffering. Um, Cody came in and instantly rocketed to the top. He got the fate. He got to beat Seth Rollins three times, and just to the top, he had the rocket strapped to him. But he didn't really earn anything with the boys in the back. I don't think. And I think that's kind of why he had to lose because now you have to start your redemption story to build up to earn this, this shot. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, this is an industry where you have to earn your keeps. So it completely makes sense for Cody to not win. And I just hope that this story is satisfying for everybody now. Because you're going to see, a, it's going to be a, like a year or so before we see Cody back with that title, or near that title again. Um, there's the sale of WWE has happened. Uh, the company, that, the parent company for UFC, Endeavor, did place an order, an, uh, a submit a submit to buy the WWE and I think it was approved. So they will come together to merge to be one big entity. Uh, Vince McMahon is still consider is the executive chairman now still or now. So there's a lot more that's going to come out and I'm kind of going to let that kind of come out as well. We'll talk about it more on the next episode when we have a little bit more time and we don't have as much show as many shows that we just gone over. Um, hopefully things get better, um, cause that raw was not good. I don't know. It, it just was not good. At least not in my eyes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping it up. There's no trying to drag it out. And the, all the stuff that happened on Mania weekend, I don't want to overload anybody. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping it up. Uh, before I do, Thank you to the Nation of African American Wrestling. Shout out to The Circle. If you know, you know. Shout out to anybody and everybody that listens to this show. Uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, send us somebody's way. You can find us on all major platforms from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, uh, iHeartRadio. I think we're on there too. Put us, we're everywhere. If you want to follow me. Follow me on IG at B-I-G-D-R-Y-Z-Z-Y as well as P-U-P-B pod on Instagram and P-U-P-B podcast on Twitter. Uh, Again, thank you to the Nation of African American Wrestling. Shout out to Janelle from HR. Football season's coming up, but our draft is coming up. I'm looking forward to going back to back with wins. And on to until next week, I am Drizzy and we are out.